Welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. I have one of the most special people on the show today. It's an honor and a privilege to have Christina Rice on the show. Christina, if you don't know her, we met back when I was living in California. She is a holistic business coach, a spiritual business mentor, 7D energy healer, nutritional therapy practitioner, and Reiki practitioner. She's actually done some Reiki work on myself, but she also has an amazing podcast called the Christina Channel Podcast. It has over 1 million downloads, and it's a podcast about spirituality, relationships, healing, and business energetics, and has two amazing courses, uh, the 5D Ascension Activator course and the No BS Business School. I'm, I think you actually have more, but Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that was that was great. I always love uh, watching people read read an intro, and I'm like, what bio did they pick up today? I'm not. I, I'm never I feel sure. like the bio I had was like an older one for you for yeah. some reason. And I was like, no, Christina does way more than that. And you know me, I love good alphabet soup behind anybody's mm -hmm. name. So. Um, first of all, I actually would love to hear, cause I have loved watching your transition of being in the nutritional therapy, kind of working with people who had chronic illnesses. And now you are like literally this amazing, beautiful light who just gives so much to people. You're transforming lives. I mean, yeah. how has that transition been for you? And like, kind of how has that felt like just kind of bring me up to speed because we haven't chatted in a while yeah it's like we were saying it's crazy it's it's been a while but it feels great it feels like liberating and I think on the other side of it I didn't realize how much I was I had to try so hard uh, just because my brain works differently you know and the, the more I've allowed myself to lean into things that come easy to me I've just my whole life has felt more like in flow and I just feel like you know myself again and with me like with you you know it's like I just care about what works and I was you know I'm, I'm it's not like I'm not into the science I'm into the science but I also understand the limitations of science and limitations of studies and at the end of the day because the clientele I was working with and because I was the, I was this person, like the person that has tried everything feels like they're doing everything right. And still having issues, you got to look beyond that, you know? And so I was seeing that in my own life where I was doing protocol after protocol and trying all the physical things. And that was still really important. That was important, but the, the biggest thing that really moved the needle was when I started going from the energetic perspective and emotional release and energy healing just changed my life in so many ways. And you, you, I mean, you saw my health issues and it was just a crazy roller coaster and felt like nobody could really like figure it out. And there are larger spiritual reasons for that. But I also saw it with, with my clients that I was working with. And most of the people that were coming to me had a very similar story. And by the time they get to me, like, there's nothing I'm really going to say about supplements or diet that they don't already know. Right. These are like, like extreme biohackers been, been in all the research rabbit holes. They know their shit, but it's at that point, it's okay, well, let's work on this from an energetic level and get to the root of some of this trauma and release these emotions and make these life changes. And people don't think that they're always connected, uh, but they are. And at that point, people are usually in the position like I was, of I will try anything. Like it, there's nothing too crazy for me. I will try whatever. Um, and people started healing really quickly, you know? And for me, it's like, if this is working. So if it's working and helping people heal and, and I see it every single day, the, the transformation that, that people have when they start to work in the energetic realm and now not as much with health, I still do a little bit of that. Um, but more so with businesses and relationships and just life. And I see people completely shift so quickly and become like the happiest versions of themselves. And isn't that what we, what we all want? So for me, I see it, it works. And I'm like, get on the train or by, you know, it's just kind of how I, how I feel about it at this point. Like, um, I don't really like try and convince people, uh, to step into anything they're not called to, but at, also at the end of the day, I'm like, if you are a high achiever and you're looking for big results in whatever in your life, and you're not already manifesting and doing energetic work, you're, you're missing out. Like you're, you are wasting time is how I feel. So that's kind of my, my spiel on it. <laughs> No, I love it. And for anybody who's going to be watching this version, it's funny because you literally like look different. Your face looks different. 
you can tell that you've yeah. released things. And to your point, I'm really happy you brought that up because same people come to me, they're at their, their wits end. They've spent all this money. They know a lot of this stuff. And there's almost, almost like this underlying pressure of like, oh my God, do I have to like, sh like show man them and, and teach them something different. And so much of what I do, not on your level, cause you're like the master of it, but like, it's really this the energy stuff, the emotional stuff. I joke as like, you know, I talk about food and health, like nutrition stuff, 2% of the time. It's never that it's never about that, you know, but it's cool because you now I feel like have these really cool buckets with like the business coaching you're doing and the energetic stuff and the podcast. So I'm sure that you probably are still attracting the same kind of like, whether it's clients or energy blocks, like, but we, as people, I think like to say like, oh, well, this is business mode me and this is relationship me and this is friendship me. So like, what are some common themes that you see people like getting in their own way about that are like kind of the same string throughout many of these buckets in their lives, or maybe there are not the same. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all the same. It's always the same. And what's funny is as you're saying that I'm thinking about like the type of person that always came to me, whether or not it was about this used to always be the person who was had a chronic illness or, auto, or autoimmune or health issues. And then it totally changed. Now the person that comes to me is more the CEO, the founder, somebody who's built this big business or somebody who's like on the path there. However, the underlying like energetic blocks, it, it's always the same. And it's always goes, it always goes back to relationships. Um, and also uh, for me, just because this is how the universe works and people will find me if so it's like selection bias there, but, and also people are coming to me usually at, at the point they're meant to meet me, whether or not they know it because their spiritual awakening is a big part of their physical healing journey. And I fully believe that with people with chronic illness and autoimmune, I think that is completely a, a spiritual awakening trigger. Like if you are meant to open up spiritually, don't be surprised if your body starts shutting down on you because your body just works differently. And a lot of that is because of the energy you're picking up on. You know, it took me so long to realize that all of my constipation was ener like energetic constipation. And when yeah. I just let the downloads come through, I wasn't constipated anymore, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, and like, and holding energy for other people. But I would say when I look at kind of that, obviously I have other types of people coming in, but those two types of, of clients, main clients I've had or archetypes, it always goes back to relationships and people wanting to find, uh, their ideal life partner or they're in a relationship and, and they're settling. It's always about relationships or friendships. I don't feel seen most people. It's so sad to say, but I'm just going to be honest. Most people don't know what it's like to be in like a truly fulfilling friendship where they can be 100% themselves, their most authentic selves. I mean, most people don't feel safe to be their most authentic selves with themselves, right? People sugarcoat in their journals. They convince themselves they're somebody they're not. Um, but relationships is, is often the most, like the, the biggest thing that people, uh, it's kind of at, at the root of it, I would say. And then like deeper, like real, real root. It's always about, um, childhood and your relationship with your parents. And I I'm really into the masculine feminine energy balance healing piece, just because that unlocks so many doors It unlocks so much in terms of manifestation, in terms of business growth, in terms of physical healing, right. And like getting in the energy of receiving and healing, it opens up your intuitive gifts. And, um, it's all about our relationship with the universe. And it all goes back to our relationship with our parents and those models of masculine and feminine energy, um, which most clearly translates in people's romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, so I would say like those, that's like the, the main piece that usually is at the root of what's going on for people. I love that you say that. Cause I have this conversation all the time with people as well. Like, and I think it's just easier for people to default to thinking they have relationship problems. Cause there's probably the most accessible or maybe like, no, not as many stigmas around like, Oh, I need to read a book on like how to be better at dating or whatever, but like relationships are relationships, whether it's like a coworker, a friend, uh, you know, like a romantic relationship. And a lot of it does go back to boundary setting and self-worth yep. and self, you know, narratives that we've created that no longer serve us. And so I think it's like really interesting that people, 
you know, will kind of project out like this is where it's not working in my life, but I'll force it to work in another, like in the business version of me. And I think actually that you just did a podcast about that, like talking about how this version of me, like in business can't be this version of me in, in romantic. And I would love to hear how you struggled maybe with balancing masculine feminine energy. I know you and I have talked about this with me in particular. Um, what are some ways people can like even just assess like, well, where do I fall with that? How do I like tap into like softening a bit and kind of like, you know, having some more balance? Yeah, totally. And I just want to like mental note, we need to go back to the boundaries because oh, that's let's start like, there. Cause I love talking core. about boundaries. Let's talk about that. Ba- I can talk about boundaries all day <laughs> okay, long. Well, okay. We can start there. I mean, these are both whole conversations, but I just wanted to bring it up. Cause I was just, uh, that's what was coming through this morning when I was just checking in and what they were saying, I, I just wrote this down because I was like, I should write a post more about this, but they're saying boundaries trigger people who are living in attachment and expectation, right? Cause it's like, we talk about how boundaries trigger people who don't have them themselves, right? Obviously, but it's like, can we go deeper there? And people who are living in attachment and expectation. So what this is about is it's going to trigger somebody. If you set a boundary, if they are attached to what that relationship means about them or how the dynamic of the relationship, um, is connected to their sense of self-worth, right? They're attached to the idea of how a relationship should go. So it's, what are all these attachments we have to how this romantic relationship should go or what it, what it means to be in a friendship, you know, and, and why this came up was, um, I, I get most of my inspiration through like my friends and and just people I'm talking to what's going on in their lives. And I'll kind of like tune in, like what's up there, what's going on there. And yeah. And I had, I had a friend who told me that, she's just going through a huge life transition and she just moved and there's all the stuff. She's been so busy with work. Her business is, is booming. Um, she's a founder and she had a friend reach out to her and, and say, you know, I'm really disappointed in you because you haven't been reaching out to me the same amount you used to when you used to, used to live here. And, and I feel like you're not prioritizing the relationship and you're not reaching out to me. And I was like, Whoa, like if somebody said that to me, I'm like, you know what that is? That's, that's an expectation right? Of like, you've already decided in your head what, what it means to be a good friend, but is that really true? It's not right. So what most people believe uh, that like a healthy friendship or a healthy romantic relationship looks like is actually not that healthy. It's just what they're used to. Right. And so if you think a healthy friendship is that person always being there for you whenever you need. Right. And, and it's about quantity and not quality. You're missing the boat and no wonder you're still feeling empty. And like something isn't fulfilled with your relationships. Right. It's like the same thing uh, as eating food and not absorbing anything. You're always hungry. And that's what happens to people in relationships. Right. And they get into all these weird patterns, but I just thought that that was it was like a, an aha moment for me. I was like, that's what it is really. It's like, like, where are they attached? Right. And what are their expectations? And it's not even necessarily about that individual person, right. In that moment, it wasn't about this friend that just moved. It was about this person's idea of what, what a good friend looks like, which actually sounds more like codependency. I was just going to say that I think people and myself included have struggled with this, where you think you have a connection or even compatibility with somebody, whether that is a friend and maybe younger versions of yourself did, but it's actually just a really unhealthy attachment. And that's very hard to decipher from sometimes and cut that cord to be like, this is actually like not in alignment with me anymore, but it is just something that has become a part of like my identity or ex- like managing expectations, I think is something that is people think it means you're pessimistic and it doesn't, it just means I'm drawing this boundary, like in permanent markers, I would say, as opposed to like, you know, chalk or whatever. And mm-hmm. that it, that's somebody else's disappointment. That's not your shit to flush. As I like to say, you know, And like, this was super relevant for me in my own life recently, as I've been going through a lot of relationship transitions and just got out of a relationship. And I've been thinking about move like lessons I've learned from that relationship and moving forward into whenever my next partnership shows up and what I really want that to look like. And I realized that so much of what I was looking for before was more what I thought I I should have or more what I thought I wanted versus like what I actually wanted. And I feel like now so much more clear on what I want. And um, a lot of the, a lot of the like pushback I've gotten with, with dating, I used to make myself wrong about. And I'm like, no, like that's just somebody's like 
expectation and that's okay if they want it to be theirs, but it doesn't have to be mine. And for Mm -hmm. me, for example, it's super, for me personally, like I'm a very independent person. I'm not just saying that it's like, I, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, if I'm living with somebody, don't expect me to hang out with you every day. Like Mm -hmm. don't, right. If you go on a vacation with me and you're my friend, don't expect me to hang out with you all the time. Like I need my own alone time. And there might be days like where I'm not talking to you. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. Right. But I find in a lot of relationships or in dating in in the past, I've had people be like, well, like, well, we're dating. Why don't you want to see me every day? Or why don't you want to see me four times a week? And it's like, that is just this, this projection you have of what a relationship looks like, but I'm more about quality time and I can not talk to anybody. I mean, you're a prime example, right? But this is how most of my closest relationships are. It's like, I might not talk to somebody for like three years. And then I call them and it's like no time passed, right? Like that's actually a strong energetic bond. And so when people don't know how to form a truly intimate relationship or how, or really facilitate or create that, that, that strong energetic bond, they're going to keep trying to feed it with quantity. And it's just, it's just not enough. Right. So I've just been reflecting on that a lot with myself and starting to really be an awareness of like, wow, as I just talked to friends and other people, I'm like, it's interesting to just explore what is this person's idea of a healthy relationship? Like, like what, what are their beliefs around what that looks like? Right. Because yeah. then that's going to inform, inform how they, what attachments they, they form to me and what, what they expect of me, but that's not mine to, to carry or live up to, right. I have to be clear on like what, what I expect it, and it might be very different than that other person. Yeah. I was listening to, I think it was Aubrey, Marcus, is that his name? One of his podcast episodes. And he was talking a lot about this idea of like, without truth, basically you can't have intimacy and like, there's a direct proportion, right? So like, and I think people always put that on somebody else. Like, well, they weren't truthful to me. And a lot of the times it's also us not being truthful to ourselves. And I was like, that made me think back on times where I wondered why I could never really connect with somebody or get super intimate on a deeper level or have that energetic bond because I actually wasn't being truthful to myself about like, this really is not what I actually want. And I'm staying for the wrong reasons or I'm settling. And so like, there is this huge gap, you know, and this idea of intimacy, like that is really tough where you do have to be vulnerable. And it is, I think this realignment of like, letting go of older expectations and being, being able to be like, okay, you're not going to be able to meet me where I am. I'm not going to lower where, what I want, because that's not where you are. It's just, sometimes it's an energetic mismatch and that's okay. 100%. And like noticing, am I attracted to this because it's familiar or Mm -hmm. because it's what I really want. And I always tell people, you know, because I would say 95% of the time, people who are coming to me for energy work are like, I want to meet my person. And I'm like, just so you know, when you meet this person, um, well, first of all, the most important thing for you to be doing right now is all of this personal and spiritual growth, like work on your, on yourself. And that's just going to naturally align you with that person. You don't have to go chasing them or, or you don't have to find them. Like they're going to pop into your reality. You focus on you first, right? Cause you gotta, you gotta be ready. Um, but then what I'll say is, you know, when you meet them, it's going to feel different. Mm-hmm. It's not going to feel like how, how it felt before. It might feel, it might be that person where you're like, I would never usually be attracted to this person because you've actually made an energetic shift. And when people, you know, people keep just dating the same, same person, basically just different version of the same person. You haven't learned the lessons. You haven't integrated the lessons. You haven't made an energy shift. So why would the outcome be any different? You know? So that's just really important for people, I think, to, to realize, uh, because often they'll judge whether or not they like someone based on what was familiar and what they liked before. But if you're a new person, if you're a new version of you, then who you're attracted to, like what you're attracting in is going to be different as well. And I will say this will bring it back to the masculine feminine energy piece. Like doing that work is really, I find what like healing our relationship with, with the feminine allows us to be so much more honest with ourselves and then with, with other people for sure. Um, and I just find that to be so important, um, to, to learn about ourselves our masculine feminine energy balance and wounds so that we can actually be in the energy that we, we want to attract in the relationship we want. Yeah. How would somebody know if they were becoming in more, becoming into this more alignment idea. Cause I think people sometimes like, they're like, yeah, no, no, this, like, this, this feels off or whatever. But like when people I think are consciously and cautiously working on these things, like what are maybe 
some signs or things that your body is telling you that you're like, this is either not in alignment with me anymore, or this is actually in alignment with me. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So here's what I would say. The truth is that health, happiness, joy, love, peace, that's your natural state. And Mm -hmm. so anything that's not that is out of alignment, right? So it's quite simple. It's like, if anything is, is not at that highest caliber, that's not it. Right. And so when you're in alignment, things are just floating. Like there's nothing wrong. Right. And you're just feeling that you're in that consistent state of, of love and peace and joy and you're feeling good. Right. And so how do you feel like emotionally? And just notice like, do I feel stressed? Do I feel cluttered? Do I feel pulled in different directions? Um, how's my physical body feeling? Am I having an ache or a pain? Am I really bloated? Am I having some acne? Like all of that is something is off, like just Mm -hmm. something is off. And so where are we getting in our own way? Because that's all that it is. It's the only thing getting us off is us getting, getting in our own way of being fully in alignment with ourselves. Right. And so those are some things that I would look at. Like, it's quite simple. It's like, is anything not feeling hundred, like super, like, yes, I fucking love this. Like, if you don't fucking love your life, we're out of alignment. (laughs) Yeah. I, Love that you said that because I tell people all the time, I'm like, or, you know, you probably see this people come to you and they're like, it's so weird. I started working on this and I cut this person out. Like I always call people like pro-inflammatory people, whatever, whatever. And they're like, and things just started like happening for me. And I said, yeah, because you got out of your own way. And so I would love to hear your intake on this because when people talk about this idea of like divine timing and trusting the universe and like, I love all that stuff. I'm all about that. But I think people get it wrong where they think it's like a date on a calendar and they think it's this linear thing. Right. And I'm like, no, no, it's not a about that. It's really about like just living your most authentic life. So like, mm-hmm. what is your kind of take on this divine timing and how do people kind of like lean into that more? <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, divine timing requires trust and surrender. And the problem mm-hmm. is people are like halfway in halfway out. So they're like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hoping for divine timing yet. They're like, following their brains and their ego to try and get them to divine timing. And it doesn't work. Like if you're on the divine timing path and you actually want to work with divine timing, you have to be working with the divine. So you have to be living in truth and surrender and trust. Right. And, and part of that is trusting. Like when is, when is the right time? It's when you are fully ready, which is like when you're energetically ready, which people in their heads, they say, I'm ready, but energetically they're not yet. And so, and that's just how manifestation works, right? Like when you are a vibrational match, it's already yours. Mm -hmm. It's already yours. So of course it's, it's, it's the perfect timing. And if you got it beforehand, you wouldn't be a match and you wouldn't be able to handle it. And it would be a clusterfuck. Right. So (laughs) it's like, if you're going to work with divine time, you have to be all the way in. Right. So if I'm like, I'm working with divine timing in, in the area of my relationships, but then I'm micromanaging everything and manipulating this person Mm -hmm. from saying certain things, trying to get it to happen by a certain date. You're not creating space for the divine timing. So it requires that surrender and, and giving up control. And like, what I want to say about what you said, like cutting out somebody and everything else in their life shifting, this is so, so common. And I don't even think people understand how extreme this can be. Like I have had times in my life where nothing was moving. My business felt like it was moving backward. I was so unhappy. I had horrible autoimmune symptoms. And like, I can think of multiple times, like cut out, cut out one person, like who I didn't even realize was draining my energy. And I had this whole physical detox and all my symptoms go away. All these clients come in and making all this money, getting opportunities. I'm like, holy shit, that person over there, right? Because everything is energy. And the problem is that, I mean, this is quantum physics, right? Just in different forms. The problem is that people think that like, they don't see it as all the same, right? So you think of an emotion as different than like this physical essential oil I have, but it's all just energy, right? So what if it, like, what if you saw it as all the same? Cause it's all energy and that this essential oil or this apple, whatever has the same, it's all energy. And then they have emotions. And so what if emotions took the shape of an apple, right? Like this is all affecting me in the same way. And so if you're having, like, if you're clearing an energy that's not serving you, right? Like that person, you're clearing that energy. That's the same thing as clearing the energy of those parasites that are causing your bloating, right? Cause it's all just energy. And so people are like shocked, like, oh, I didn't realize that affected everything. 
everything is connected. It's all just energy. So where you think that that one annoying friend isn't impacting your business, you're wrong. Like where you think that that boyfriend who isn't fully supporting you isn't affecting your chronic digestive issues, you're probably wrong, you know? So like, look at all of it as, as the same and just energy. And that's where your life really opens up. Yeah. It's like a slow drip. You know, if you had like a leak in your ceiling, you really don't think it's problematic until one day <laughs> your entire ceiling explodes. And yeah. then you're just like, well, that I could have definitely done something about that. But yeah. I think it's also interesting, this idea of, cause I struggle with this too. And to this day, like, you know, surrendering, letting go, which I think is a bit more of a feminine kind of energy of not controlling everything. But it's interesting. I'm, and I'm sure maybe you have dealt with some of this with the clients, like where we have this, this dichotomy of, yeah, I want to trust and surrender and faith and belief means that you have faith basically in something and faith gets like sticky for some people, but it's whatever. And then knowledge is like facts and people like want to make faith or like, you know, belief a factual thing. And it's not. And it's like, so how does I tell people like this idea of like slowly, like loosely hanging on. So like, what's your advice, maybe or advice to younger Christina to be like, yeah, this is how I started to surrender. Or this is where I started to see that I needed to surrender more because this was just like, it's not working for me anymore. Mm hmm. I have a few things to say about this. I'll go from some different angles. So first of all, what I'll say is that like, if you're meant to be on, like, if you're on an awakening path, like if you're, if you're surviving this shift, like, and you're not <laughs> consciously choosing to surrender, you'll be pushed to it. So like, you'll be forced to it. And, and to be honest, a lot of how, like my first level learning to surrender was I was forced. Like I was either going to, I was either, it was surrender or die basically. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I was like at that point. And that's why a lot of people, they have these near death experiences and then it changes them forever. Right? And they live totally differently. But so I'm just saying, get ahead of it, right? Like get ahead of the health crises or get ahead of the business falling apart or the relationship explosion. Like, because if, <laughs> if you don't learn ahead of time and like, that's part of your path, you know, to, to really ascend and shift and create this transformation in your life, like you will be pushed to the surrender. So the second thing is that there's a misunderstanding that thinking like knowledge and facts is different than surrender, because this is where like, like to me, quantum physics is where we understand it all. And like everything is, is energy. Um, and so if I understand how energy flows and energy moves and how the universe works, like I have, I have that knowing then that leap of faith isn't it, it, it's, it's not really a leap of faith. It's just facts. It's like, well, Ooh. of course, if, if this energy, like if I understand how manifestation works and energy works, and I'm very clear in what I desire and I'm aligned with that vibrationally. And maybe, maybe it's a relationship and the relationship I want is really only 90% what I want. Great. But it's 90%. I understand how energy flows and works like to me, like this is facts, right? So if I release that 90% and I have the space and on the match, of course, my hundred percent comes into me. Like, so where that might feel like a surrender to somebody else, that just to me is that's how energy flows. Like this is quantum physics, right? And so, then that is kind of like where I think people have this misunderstanding because they're viewing it as something different and it's just, yeah. it's not, it's just all the same. Um, so that is really important to understand. And the third thing I'll say, the last main point I'll, I'll make is for me getting to the root of why am I afraid to surrender? Well, I have control issues, right? This is my process, right? I have control issues. And where did those start? Childhood trauma, where I felt like the environment I grew up around, I couldn't control. And so I learned to be hyper aware and I developed, you know, I became an empath and I wanted to control everything else in my life because there were certain things in my life that I couldn't escape and felt completely explosive and out of control. And so if I just micromanage everything else over here, then I'll feel safer, right? I was looking for safety. And so I'm getting to the root of that. And so for me, healing my relationship with my parents, healing my, um, you know, releasing that, that perfectionism and like letting go of that con control stuff, healing all of that childhood trauma, um, that in turn, because I was healing my relationship with the masculine, like masculine and feminine, because if really this is around masculine energy, masculine energy is supportive. It's that structure, it's the stability. And so if I've learned there isn't stability here and I'm going to 
like take this all on myself. I'm going to be stuck in my masculine energy. However, that also leads to, I don't trust the universe. Mm. If I don't trust masculine energy, I don't trust the universe to support me. Right. That's going to translate over into other relationships as well. Like, but if you have this belief, I can't trust anybody but myself. And that also includes the universe. You're not even open to being supported by the universe. But the thing is the universe is always supporting you. Mm-hmm. So if you have a belief, I won't be supported by the universe. The universe supports you in that. The universe mm-hmm. says yes, right? Because it's whatever reality you're deciding. Um, and so for me, healing my relationship with masculine energy and realizing, oh, I can trust the universe. Oh, I can trust safety and stability um, around me and I will be supported. That allowed me to not be such a control freak. Um, and I and I learned to trust and I found that the universe, source, God, whatever, supported me every single time. Every single time I took that leap of faith, I was held. And this was for me a reframe. I've made a YouTube video about this once, but I was like a reframe for me, maybe it resonates with people, maybe not, but was seeing the universe as my parents, mm-hmm. right? Like m- my parents who are, are, have the capacity to be there for me unconditionally and truly love me unconditionally. And there's nothing I could do or say that's going to make them not be there for me. And when I realized that like, oh, source is my dad and my mom who are literally always there for me a leap of faith doesn't feel like a leap of faith. It feels like I'm jumping in the pool and my dad's catching me, you know, and I know he's going to catch me. So getting to that, a lot of that underlying trauma around like, where do those control issues arise and why don't I trust to begin with? And how is that impacting my relationship with the universe? What, what is, what are my beliefs about God and source? And do I actually believe that it's conditional love? Because most people say they believe it's unconditional love, but the way they're living, their underlying belief is that it's conditional, Um, whether that is religious programming or just from past experiences. And they are projecting their relationship with their mother or father onto the universe. Mm -hmm. Let's not do that. Right. So getting to the root of that, that trauma and healing that shifts things as well and allows it to be much easier to surrender. I think it's interesting that a lot of people who I think start in this like quote, functional wellness world, whatever it is, holistic health, that they do many times start off like people like you and I like helping people with their nutrition and diet, because it is also almost this form of control, right? Because it's like, that's such a low hanging fruit. But being in this functional wellness space, a lot of what we do is always digging deeper, like team root cause of being like, but why, but why, but why? And so that was really cool to kind of just see like your thought process there, because even myself, sometimes when I have like these ego thoughts coming up, I literally, when I used to just like numb myself out with throwing myself into work or, you know, the gym or something else, like now I'll be like, okay, but why, like, what is this coming up? What is this trying to tell me? Whatever. And I think, you know, like, it's really important that people can just sit with that. Why do you think people are so afraid to just sit with an emotion like sadness or have a memory of something like an ex pop up or to be what, like, whatever, why, why do you think people like struggle with this so deeply? Like, cause it's not going to kill them, right? Like at the end of the day, an emotion literally will not kill you. But like, why is this so arduous for people? Well, it's one of the most challenging parts of the human experience. Like if I'm really going to go like, oh, we're galactic, going there, Christina. Go, like go galactic here, like, yeah. like choosing to have this human incarnation is triggering AF because it's the emotions that like, we don't experience the, these tumultuous emotions in other types of incarnations in other dimensions. Mm. And so coming here to earth and, and in this dimension, like experience, it's like, what the fuck? Right. And that's why it's triggering for so many star seeds who come here and they're used to unconditional love and everything's great. And there's collaboration. You come in, you're like, Oh my God, like this is, this is torture. Like this is prison. Like Mm. this frequency is so, so not who I am. Right. And it feels so unsafe to, to begin with. Um, so it's, 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 one of the most challenging, I would say probably the most challenging part of the human experience. And that it's something that we're here to learn to master, right? So can I, can I be in awareness of these emotions and just identify that they're energy and I can either choose to hold on to them or I can feel them and release them and support them and moving through. And this is a lot of the transmutation work that we can do, right? So when you feel the emotion, And you just go into it. Like it's all just energy. What people do is they personalize and they judge emotions. And that's another reason why it's very hard for people to, to feel their emotions because of all of the conditioning and programming, um, really for everybody about what emotions mean, right. And that they're bad, 
I mean, they're not bad. They're just energy, right? Some might not feel as good as others, but they're just as valuable, if not more valuable, because the low frequency emotions tell you I am out of alignment, right? So they're all just indicating to you where you're in alignment and, and where you're not. But people personalize it and judge it and they try and avoid it because that's what, what we're taught often. We're not usually like, I mean, I was never taught, Hey, when you have a feeling like sit with it and just feel into it and and why, right. It's like, stop crying. Oh, it's okay. And and that is often said in a gentle way. It's like, don't worry. It's going to be okay. Like our immediate response is how do I stop this? Right. Because we don't honor emotion. And I think, well, I know that a lot of that, why don't we honor emotion? We don't honor the feminine. This is, this is the whole, as a culture, like really in the world, like we are hyper-masculine, hyper, like wounded masculine energy. And we have lost a lot of this, like honoring of the divine feminine and seeing the beauty in that. And if we really, when we reconnect to that, as we reconnect to that, it's realizing the, the power and beauty in emotions, because emotions, whether or not they feel good, are some of our most valuable tools for manifestation, for creation um, in the body and, and, and realizing all of this is just, is just energy, you know? And for me, I struggled with my mental health for so long. Uh, and there are a number of things at the root of that. And for me, when I think about my anxiety, that I, that I had for a really long time, that was super debilitating. And, um, I was like, <laughs> I wish that like 10 years ago, someone had just taught me like literally just sit with it for 10 minutes and it'll go away because it's true. Like what we resist persists. And I spent mm-hmm. so much time trying to manage it. And this is why I hate like how to manage your anxiety or manage your stress. It's like, manage it, get, get the, get rid of it. Like get rid of it. Why are you managing it? Like you're just keeping it under the surface. And at some point it blows up. Right. But if I go into my anxiety and I surrender to it, go back to surrender, it will move through me probably in about 10 minutes, or I can live the next five years of my life. Like just try and keep it down. And then it builds, it builds, it builds the way like my guides show it. They call it like an energy knot. So it's like, Uh let's say I have this ball of energy that's labeled anxiety and I'm like, I'm going to put it down. Now I have another situation and I'm stressed about it and I feel anxious about it. And now that energy sticks to this other energy and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger because we're never pulling apart the knot. We're never actually releasing it. And a certain, and as at a certain time, somebody's like, I am anxious. I have anxiety. Now you've brought that into your identity, right? In your brain, you're telling yourself, I have this, I am this, it's your identity. And so now your brain's like, okay, well, we're going to create this because this is what you are. (laughs) Right. So it's this huge, it's this huge cycle. Um, I think that for, for me, like I just had to have one experience of sitting with the uncomfortable emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, it actually was really supportive to have that experience, like something that's so healing. If you've never had this experience, um, for anybody listening, but like changed my life was having somebody witness me in like full surrender. Like for me, that was a coach I was working with. And I, I remember, I didn't even know what I was crying about, but I was like on the floor bawling, like convulsing for an hour. And she was just like fully witnessing that. And like, telling me, she's like, you're doing so great. Like, keep going, keep going, yeah. like go into the middle of it. Like, I love you so much. Keep going, keep crying. Like, and just like giving me permission and holding that space and somebody witnessing that and like reinforcing that it was beautiful and letting myself go all the way there versus, you know, I think we all have those friends where maybe you start crying, but, and you can tell energetically they're kind of uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So, so that, so then you're like, okay, I need to stop this. I'm going to like, you know, choke, hold back my tears. Um, and I, you know, I think that's just all a big, uh, ploy, like with, with the media, it's like, how do we get people to think their emotions make them weak? Because uh-huh. in fact, they make them extremely strong. Um, so I think there's just a lot of conditioning and programming around it to, to make us think that they, it makes us weak when it's, it's the opposite just to keep us from our power. So it's interesting. The language we even, we, that we choose when we think we're being helpful, we'll say to people like, you'll you'll get over it. And I'm always like, no, no, the only way to get over it is to get through it. Like you have to go through it first. And my dad, we were just joking because my entire dissertation was about anxiety. And I did a whole section called befriending anxiety. And like, that's the whole thing is that it's not about evading any of these emotions ever. It's all nudges from the universe, from whatever your soul, like that, to your point, you're out of alignment. You're not listening to something like 
And I'm so adamant about this idea of like, it's body language for a reason, but like, we're just so conditioned to not listen. So I would be interested to hear what emotion you feel like you struggled with the most befriending because anxiety, I think for me was one of those ones that I kind of created like this fun, cheeky little identity around, but it was like, no, it was just, it's a really, I think a lot of emotions are just misunderstood and they all are so important. Just like you need all the letters of the alphabet or you need all of the seasons or whatever, like sunshine all the time makes a desert. You need to have these things, but people like love to, you know, put them into good, bad, black and white, you know? And so are there any emotions that you maybe still are like befriending or working through? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like the one that was the most difficult for me was sadness, I guess. Uh, like, I think I had an easier time befriending anxiety. Um, but for me, it was like, um, I think that was the one I avoided for, for a really long time. And also just like, because I feel other people's energy in my body. And I like, was like, I hate feeling their sadness. Like I hate that feeling of, Oh, I hurt that person. I didn't really hurt them. Like, but they're, they're choosing to feel that way. But I, I, and the sadness was really, really hard for me. Um, cause I struggled with depression for a really long time, you know? And like, mm-hmm. to your point, like, exactly what we've been talking about. All these emotions are a signal. Like they're just, they're telling us something and it's actually helpful. And we can spend so much time trying to get rid of it, but then it's like, you're, you're literally get trying to get rid of the messenger. That's telling you the most important information, you yeah. know? Um, but I think, I think sadness was, was the hardest one for me. Um, I feel like I'm at a place where like, I feel really comfortable going really into all of my emotions. Um, and that definitely makes other people very uncomfortable all the time. And um, I've had to I actually had to get over some like wounds with that of like, just being told like, I'm too dramatic. I'm so dramatic. Like, uh-huh. and that was something my parents always told me, um, you know, they didn't mean it you know, it wasn't their intention to, to have this happen, but that made me just like harden and shell up. And I was like, I don't want to be too dramatic, you know, but then it was this whole denumbing process. And for me, just like owning my emotions and letting myself express them. Um, and being okay with somebody saying that, if that just means that they, they aren't comfortable with their own emotions or feminine energy anyway. And for me, like, it feels like so much going back to my you know, my younger self, my inner child who knew like when I just express and I release it, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it, you know? Um, and I think a lot of that, like calling people too much or dramatic or like, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's like, you're just not comfortable with your own emotional expression, you know? And what it is, is they're feeling the intensity of the energy, Mm -hmm. you know? And some people that, that triggers them the same way. Like, I mean, I'm sure you get this too, but I know I'm just triggering. Like, I don't have to say a single word. My energy, I have a big energy. Like <laughs> I have big energy and it's been this thing throughout my life that it wasn't until I really went down this path. That I realized, oh, this is why this is happening. Cause I felt guilty all the time, but like, I can just stand there and I will trigger the fuck out of somebody. Yeah. Um, cause I'm just like a mirror, right. I'm just like shining a light on where they're not confident, right. Where they don't, where they don't feel good. Um, and I had to just get like comfortable with that and okay with that. And actually, for me befriending that of like, well, the good news is I'm a catalyst. And the number of people in my life who tell me, who told me they hated me at first and then later became my best friend. And they were like, you just triggered the fuck out of me, but you were the catalyst for like the most epic personal transformation of my life. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. So I've just gotten used to it. And you know, that requires just not personalizing everything that, that comes your way, you know, but that also is, do I feel safe to be big? Do I feel safe to take up space? Do I feel safe to be seen? Do I feel safe to be known? And if I don't have that safety in my body, I'm going to keep pulling my energy in, you know, I'm not going to let people see, see that light. Um, and so a lot of that goes back to confidence and, and stability and security within ourselves as well. Yeah. That's so funny because even this idea of like, again, listening to emotions, I tell it, I like always give the analogy of like, it's like the weather. You wouldn't get mad if it's cloudy out. It's like, it's cloudy. So that means maybe pack a jacket, you know what I mean? And you wanting it to not be cloudy doesn't mean that it's going to not rain or that you shouldn't pack a jacket. Like every, and now when it happens again in the future, you could be like, oh yeah, last time that it was cloudy, like I noticed it rained. And so like, 
I see a lot when, to your point of being triggering, like you probably you, people might feel jealousy. And that's another really misunderstood emotion because I always say to people like, you should follow that trail as well, because why are you jealous? That's maybe the secondary emotion, but the primary emotion is like, you are maybe wishing that you could be that brave to go and do that or put yourself out there or whatever it is, you know? So to, to like the whole point of the conversation, like every emotion I think is, it's just insightful. And so I totally. Mean, well, the jealousy one is super understood, like super misunderstood. And it's like exactly what you said. It's like, if you're jealous, fault. that's okay. Think about it. Like everything around you is a menu. The universe mm-hmm. is giving you a menu. And so if you see something and you're jealous, it's like, Oh, I want that. It's like, okay, that's something for me, please. Like yeah. ask for that. Like yeah. if it's available to somebody else, it's available to you, you know? And so instead of being jealous, it's like, oh, if it's possible for them, it's also possible for me. Where we're in jealousy is more where we're in scarcity mindset. And if we think, oh, if they have it, I can't have it too, which is not true. It's it's like, if they have it, that means you can have it too. You know, there's more than enough for, for everybody. So I think the jealousy one is super important. And what I also want to say, which I don't know what you said made me think of this, but I think this is really important for people who are working on their health is the energy that you're approaching it with. And so if I think about like when I was trying to get rid of my depression, get rid of my anxiety, get rid of my gut issues, kill, get, I was angry with my own body. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was rejecting my own body instead of like listening. And what do you need? You know, you can take the same action with a different intention and, and get different results. And I spent so long fighting, like fighting my body, but just like energetically, like what am I fueling my body with, with like when I'm taking these supplements is the energy behind it. Like I want to kill these pathogens. I want to get rid of my bloat. I hate all of us. I'm so upset. Right. That's a very different energy than I love my body and she needs a little more nurturing right now. So what's going to be supportive right now. Right. Like it's a very different vibration. And I think that is, it's, it's like with food as well. Like, are you, are you going on your protocol in uh, eat, eating a certain diet from a place of restriction or from a place of nourishment. And you can eat the same thing, but from a different energy and your body will respond differently because again, it is all energy. So like as much as you're eating that food, you're, you're eating that emotion <laughs> and the way that the energy intention behind the food is encoded within the food, right? Like we have plenty of science that, that shows how water changes depending on the words we say. And, um, you know, our intention and that's happening with the food as well. So that's something really important to keep in mind because I've seen people like, that's something I wish I realized earlier. And I heard people say things along that, along those lines, but it wasn't until I like really got it from the energetic perspective, because that feels so tangible to me. Like, Oh, it's literally like energy. And I'm like telling my body, like die essentially, you know, instead of like health, Mm -hmm. love, living abundance, you know, and Uh, that can be a game changer for people. Intentions. I mean, if anybody wants to learn more about intentions, go listen to all or any of Christina's episodes. But I mean, that I think if people don't know where to start, like just ask yourself if you want to be more, you know, like in the spiritual side, like what is the intention behind literally everything I do behind me reading this book, drinking this glass of water, or I tell people on the flip side, it could also be like, what's the point? If somebody says like, let's have coffee or let's do, I'm like, what's the point, right? Like what's the intention? So I mean, I could talk to you for 30 hours, obviously you're one of my favorite people, but like time is the most important, one of the most important commodities. So I want to ask you like one more question before you tell everybody how they can follow you, sign up for all your amazing courses and all of that. So I think you talk a lot about this idea of like making space and sometimes like, you know, people feel like things are falling apart. And I literally just had this thought today, like, you know, sometimes what's good for me doesn't always feel good in the moment. Right. So like, what are, you know, one or two ways or a couple of things that people can do like effective immediately to start making space in their life for getting on the right frequency for their highest and best self. Mm. So I think the first thing that (laughs) that you have to learn, which you already know how to do this. It's just about kind of changing the volume on a few things, but learning to identify what is my soul and what is my ego, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this is where journaling or meditating or anything where you're just bringing awareness to your thoughts and something that like, anytime I want to, I'll I'll have a client who wants to manifest something. Like, let's say they're like, I I don't know. What do people want? Like, I want to, I want my husband, whatever. I want my ideal life partner. I'm like, great. So 
I want you to just free write all of the beliefs you have around that. Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be hard? What's going to look like? Like, you know, and just starting to get out what, what are my beliefs around this? And that is a really easy way to identify like, what's my, what's my ego talking here, right? Because then you ask yourself, like, is that really true? Does that really have to be true? And what here is really based in fear or based on previous experiences. And I'm projecting this idea that isn't true, but I'm projecting it of what happened before is going to happen again. That's all your ego, right? Your ego is trying to protect you. Your ego has learned based on previous experiences. It's we're fear-based, you know, it's not, it's not trying to hurt you, but it, it holds us back, right? It, it keeps us small in the process of keeping us, trying to keep us safe and it can't see the bigger picture, but our soul selves see the big picture that our soul selves are seeing the whole map and trying to align us with happiness and health and abundance and all the things and love and everything we want. Right. So if you can start to cultivate uh, a stronger sense of what's my soul versus what's my ego, which is a daily practice, you know, and for me, like, it's not like my ego is gone, but I might have a thought and I'm like, oh, that was my ego. Okay. It's okay. But actually soul self says this, right? So it's just like inviting in the conversation and identifying it. And like, you know, in terms of leaving situations or releasing things, I will just give my ego space. Like, okay, ego step forward. What do you want to say about this? And it's like, I'm afraid you're never going to make any, any more money. Like, what if you never find somebody else? What if this never happens? And like, this has worked for you before. And remember this time when it went so well and, and I'm like, okay, great. Let's just get it out. Let's just get it out. Right. Great. Okay. Perfect. And I'm just going to write all that down and we're going to give it some space. Right. Um, thank you. Okay. Now step aside. Now soul self, it's time for you to step forward and let's just let my soul tell me, right. It's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not happy here. I know I meant to des- like, I meant to receive 100% of what I want. Like let give my soul a chance for me. It feels very different in my body. For me, my soul self, it is the tone is neutral or loving. It's just quick. Even if it's something I don't want to hear, the tone is different. It's just, it's still loving. It's not ever fear-based, right? Yeah. It's never like, get out. Like, um, and for me, it's like, if I think, where did that thought come from? It's either from my heart space or like the top of my crown. If it's my ego, it feels like it's like in my spleen or it's in the front of my head, like my frontal lobe. Like it just feels like it's coming from a different place for me. But, you know, the more you just start to identify that and whenever you have a thought, instead of just owning it, just ask yourself, was that my soul or my ego? And start to build to build that um, muscle, which is just practice of, of awareness and identification. Um, that's the first thing. That is the first thing because there are situations like to this day, like I'm pretty good at releasing and I make big shifts in my life and people think I'm just like, don't think twice about it. And I'm like, no, like I hear my ego, but I also hear my soul. And so I'm like in an awareness of and witnessing and feeling all of these emotions in the sphere. And it's, it's there like, and I have to go into it. And at the same time, I'm going to choose from a soul aligned place. I'm not going to choose from my ego, you know? And so it's okay if it feels scary, right? It's okay if, if it feels scary, but is it, what if that's excitement, you know, and, and before any huge leap of faith, uh, or release that I've ever made, I've felt scared shitless. And on the other side of it is the most expansive opportunity. And it's like everything I ever wanted, you know? Um, so soul versus ego is the first thing. Um, and, the second piece, the question was, how do I let go of things or how do I know like it's how do you go? start creating? I think, I mean, I think that's a lot for people to chew on. I think people yeah. spend quite their whole lives struggling that <laughs> battle, but just the idea of, you know, this, this creating more space, allowing more space in your life. You know, you say mm-hmm. you want one thing, or again, it feels like the universe is taking everything away from you. Everything's crumbling in front of your eyes. And you're just like, well, if I could just lean into that, I can actually create more space and yeah. have yeah. abundance in my life. So I would say noticing, so anchor from what is it that I'm calling in? Like, what is it that I'm looking to create? What, if, what I'm really focusing on in my life right now, whether that is health or relationships or a house or a career, whatever, um, anchor there. And then also anchor into where am I not feeling like everything is hundred percent awesome. Right. What we were talking about at the beginning, like, where do I feel off or frustrated? Or I think human design, your not self theme is super, super helpful. Like mine is frustration. And that is just a quick, anywhere I'm frustrated, I'm out of alignment. I know that. Right. So if you're a projector, like every time you're bitter, you know, you're out of alignment. And so when you can identify that emotion, just like a a cheat sheet there, but what, what are the areas that aren't feeling good? Right. Um, and the answer is, making space. Like the key with manifestation and attracting what we want is releasing things that are, 
are at a lower frequency so that we can rise because we're naturally very high vibration. Um, so I, I would use those two lists and ask, okay, so if I'm calling in this, right, if I know exactly what I want in my relationship or my house or my career, whatever it is, do I have the physical space for it? So that could, that could mean like literally an area of your house. That could mean like, do you have to pack something up? Does that mean you need to clear out a, a, a closet or a drawer for your, for your next partner? Does that mean that you need to change your work schedule because you're busy all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to call in aligned friendships and when would you hang out with them? Right. Are you the person that somebody's like, let's get grab coffee. And you're like, yeah, in five months, <laughs> right. It's like, you know, so yeah. do I have physical space in, in my life for it? Um, so think about physically the physical things that you're doing that are out of alignment with already having what, what you desire. Um, and then emotional space, you know, and so this is really common for people who don't have boundaries when they don't have boundaries, they feel like they're carrying the weight of everybody around them. And if one more person comes in, I'm going to implode. Right. Mm-hmm. So wh- I don't have emotional space for anybody else. So of course I'm not going to attract in uh, my partner or ideal friendships or whatever it is. Right. And it goes back to intimacy as well. Emotional space is like, is there space for me to be actually be intimate with somebody emotionally, or am I just blocked off to that? Right. So think emotional space, um, physical space, mental space, energetic space, right? Every, everything is energy. Like, am I energetically available for this? And this is where we tell ourselves we're ready for things all the time. If you were really ready for it, you'd already have it. You know, so, so what energetic blocks do I have to receiving this? Um, and I mean, that could be a chakra thing, you know, that can be like a straight up, like energy body chakra thing that can be a beliefs, a belief system thing. And so this is going back to the subconscious beliefs. And what do I really believe about what is required of me? What, what it's going to mean when I have that thing and what I'm going to have to let go of, like, what are my beliefs around this? Do I believe it has to be hard? Do I believe that I have to struggle to get there? go into those beliefs because that's all energy that's blocking you from calling it in. So, so those are some things I would, I would think about when it comes to releasing. I am chef kissing literally everything that you said today. So, I mean, if you didn't listen to this episode and didn't like literally light your soul on fire, then I don't know what you're doing with your life and you're probably out of alignment. So because people are going to be so excited after listening to this, Maybe tell people where they can find you, your podcast, all the amazing courses you have. Just give, and I'll put it all in the show notes, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, just your little, your little Christina. Yeah, pitch. of course. Thank you. Well, everything is Christina, the channel. So it's really easy. Instagram's Christina, the channel, youtube.com slash Christina, the channel. Uh, my website is Christina, the channel.com. And my podcast is just called Christina, the channel. Uh, and you can listen to Brianna on the, on the show. Um, but yes, yeah, so everything's at Christina, the channel. And <clears throat> what I would say to get started, check out the podcast, see what you vibe with. Um, I have a really, a couple of really great freebies that I recommend people, people start with. If you really kind of want to dive into this energy work. And one is just, I have a free daily manifestation meditation on my website. So you can use that every morning to really align with your manifestations. People have experienced some really, really incredible transformations there. Um, and then I also have a whole free course. It's called the 5d Ascension activator. Um, and and you basically watch a video once a day and it will do a lot of really powerful energy work on you. It will really shift your vibration. And you'll just notice a lot of those subconscious beliefs uh, that aren't serving you anymore and naturally going to start to melt away. Um, and so those are both free. And I really recommend people start there if they're really looking for some of that soul alignment work and, and deep transformation. Um, and I also am really excited because I have a book coming out. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah. I can't uh, wait to read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't wait. I will definitely send you a copy as soon as I, as soon as I get them in. Um, but yeah, it's going to be on a pre pre pre-sale, the ebook version for super, super cheap on January 20th. Um, and then the actual hard copy will be available on February 2nd of 2022. Um, and I'm just telling everybody, because I'm being totally honest, I'm trying to get to Amazon bestseller on January 20th. So if you want to do me a solid, the book's going to be like three bucks on that day. <laughs> I'm just trying to get everybody to buy it. Push it hard. Uh, yeah, let's just push it hard. Um, so yeah, it's called manifestation mastery and it is a completely channeled text. I, channeled it in about two days. So it was like two days of writing and it is so high vibe. It's like, every time I read it, my mind is blown and it breaks down how, how energetic 
like the energetics of attraction and really how manifestation works. So that is rewiring subconscious beliefs and raising your overall frequency. And they go into manifesting money and manifesting love and um, developing other gifts and like everything manifestation all in one book. Um, you're going to love it. I can't wait to send it to uh, you. No, I can't wait. I mean, first of all, congratulations on birthing a book. People like don't <laughs> understand it's a birthing process it, and like yeah. literally you birth that like I am like hats off to you and I'm so Thank excited you. to read it. Like, first of all, I'm going to get all the copies and then a physical copy. And I am like so proud and excited Aww. and honored and you. you're just like literally an earth angel you are and i mean you Aww. already know that so thank you for coming on the show we'll have thank to have you, you back yeah thank you so much for having me i am happy to come back and we could talk for five hours yes. <laughs> ciao